Coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field, it's the Derek Izzy Show. Making history his story, Derek Izzy. Thank you and welcome back to another episode of the Derek Izzy Show. This month's podcast, we will take you on a boat ride to a deserted island. But before we do that, I'd like to tell you a little bit about a company called Fiverr. If you're a small business owner or even somebody who just has an idea for maybe a website, but you don't know how to create a website and it's kind of frustrating to get out there and learn everything on your own, use the Fiverr link in the show notes. They're a proud sponsor of the Derek Izzy Show and if you use that link, they will connect you with somebody who can design that website for you. Not only can they do this kind of work for you, they're independent contractors and they're reasonably priced. You can find somebody who will design a website for you for 50 bucks. You're not going to beat that. Do you need a tutor for one of your kids? Check out Fiverr. Make sure you use the link in the show notes or the link on DerekIzzy.com, and you will get access to all the tutors you need for any subject you want. Fiverr has been helping small businesses by allowing independent contractors to put their skills on display and allows you to hire them at a reasonable price. Now, I know that the listening audience here is educated in pop culture, and I'm sure we have a lot of avid moviegoers in the audience. And I'd be willing to bet that most of you remember a movie starring Tom Hanks called Castaway. It basically shows the struggle that Tom Hanks went through when he was on a deserted island. As the movie unfolds, you can see how his mental state slowly deteriorates. Once reality sets in and he realizes that he's not going to be rescued, he starts to forage a life of loneliness. Everyone remembers the volleyball that was his best friend. That volleyball named Wilson. Wilson, where are you? Wilson! And as he built a shelter for himself and struggled to find food, he adapted to his environment, but his mental state did deteriorate. Picture yourself in that kind of situation. Would you continue or would you give up in loneliness? Would you build a raft and try and head out into the ocean in the hopes of being discovered? Or would you stay on the island and hope you can survive off of whatever you have access to? I guess no one really knows until you're actually put in that situation, but just take a few moments and think about it. Humans are really social creatures. We learn language by speaking to each other. All of the habits that you've learned, maybe habits of doing laundry or bathing or any type of grooming, 
How long would it be before those habits would end? How long would it be before you forget how to speak your native language? Around here, everyone speaks English on a daily basis. How long would it be before you started to forget English? If you're on an island alone and you have no one to speak to, how many years would it take before you forgot how to speak? Would you start talking to yourself? Would you sing? Or would you just not utilize that voice of language? How long would you be able to survive before you totally gave up hope? Could you make it 30 days? Could you make it a year? Well, the topic of our podcast appears to have made it around 18 to 20 years. For clothes, she was able to find the skins of small birds that she was able to put together for a dress. Killing birds with stones, using bones of dead animals as weapons and as tools, eating shellfish, any small species of fish that swim close enough to the island that they can be hunted, seeking out shelter within caves and rocks among the island. No noise coming from other humans, simply the noise of the water, the wind, and the few animals that roam the land on the island. Additional food supply might include roots, maybe some plants that you find edible, hopefully some type of fruit, but not likely. How would you handle that type of situation? How long would you last? Would you eventually eat something poisonous? Because you don't have the knowledge of what is edible and what is not. That's something you're probably going to have to learn on your own. And if something you eat does make you sick, then what? Do you regurgitate it in the hopes that you'll be able to survive and that you won't be poisoned? There's no medical attention. We now have a society that is so far removed from our primitive ways of only a couple hundred years ago that we may not be able to survive when being placed in that situation. There was a book written by Scott O'Dell, which was then turned into a movie, and it was called The Island of the Blue Dolphins. To sum it up, it was about a 12-year-old who was left stranded on an island all alone, having to forage for themselves a meager existence. This book falls under the historical fiction category, but there is a lot of truth to the premise of the book. The Channel Islands, off of the coast of California, are home to a small island just over 60 miles off the coast called San Nicolas. While this island is kind of the basis of the Island of the Blue Dolphins book, it is also the home of a true story. Now, we don't have all the facts of the story, but we have enough truth that we can figure out what happened and come to a reasonable conclusion about what life was like for the topic of our podcast. San Nicolas Island had been home to Native Americans. They had inhabited the island and formed their own society. They were called the Nicoleno. They had their own dialect and language that was kind of similar to other tribes of Native Americans that were in the California area. They had their own customs, and they had their own privacy 
being on San Nicolas Island. As the colonists and explorers were always heading west, they eventually made it out to San Nicolas Island. One of the popular trades at the time was fur trading. There's a lot of money to be made in fur trading. A Russian America company in the 1800s made it out to San Nicolas Island. The island was an ideal place to hunt for seals. Seals being an extremely valuable commodity of the time. These hunters would show up on the island and they would spend weeks on the island hunting for seals. And while on the island, they ran in to the Nicolino people. There have been many historical documents about what actually happened on the island, and most of the evidence points to a massacre. The seal hunters wiping out the Nicolino men. But they didn't wipe them all out. When they left the island, after destroying and murdering the majority of the Nicolino population, Catholic missionaries would make trips, trying to convert the tribe to Catholicism. They made trips to the island and they brought back tribespeople to become part of the church. In the 1830s, the Santa Barbara Mission would set out to remove the remaining population from the island. And that is where our story begins. Now, we don't know what exactly happened, but there are several theories with the removal of the Nicolino tribe. One of the more popular and most common theories is that the whole island was evacuated and one of the women on the boat realized that her son was missing. Since her son had not made it onto the boat, she jumped into the water and swam back to shore, searching for her son. Another part of that story says that when she went back to retrieve her son, she found her son had been eaten by wild dogs. Another version has him being killed by sharks. Another version has the two of them surviving on the island alone together. But in every version of the story, the son ends up dying, and the topic of our podcast ends up stranded on the island alone. The stories at the time reported how she was the last of her population. She was stranded on her own for almost 20 years on that island until someone on an exhibition to the island to find her would finally locate her in a cave and bring her back to civilization. Upon arriving in California, the man from the expedition had her move in with him. Now, most accounts say she was unable to speak any language that anyone could understand, but the latest research into this does show that she wasn't the last of her tribe, and there were several people who understood her or understood enough to communicate with her because the dialects of the native Californians were very similar to the language that the Nicolino spoke. But there's not a lot of evidence that shows she was able to communicate with the man from the expedition. There are theories that being on the island, stranded for so long that she forgot how to speak, and that's why her dialect was different and difficult for people to understand. But that's something we will probably never know. 
One of the descriptions upon meeting her was that she appeared to have lost all knowledge of language. The only noises she makes are those of wild animals. When confined, she becomes like a frightened animal. When freed, she takes off and finds a place to hide. Clearly, her behavior is that of one of the animals that inhabited the island. Perhaps that was what she learned in her years being stranded. When she was brought to California, she was taken to the Santa Barbara Mission. It was there that an official name was given to her. While at the mission, she was amazed and enthralled by some of the comforts of a civilized modern society of the time. She had never been exposed to European clothing or or the foods that Europeans eat. So this was all new to her. She had never seen a horse before. She had grown up on this isolated island and had only been exposed to the species that inhabit the island. Horses were one of her favorite things. The captain of this expedition that discovered her, he had a Spanish wife, and despite the language barrier, the two women were able to communicate on a primitive level, but enough that they were able to understand each other. This mystery woman discovered on the island and then brought to California, she would often sing to express her feelings. She spent most of her time sitting on the back porch of the captain's house, just gazing out at the sea. She learned to embrace this new life, and she seemed genuinely happy to be around other humans, even if she couldn't fully understand their language. The Californians kind of marveled at her free-spiritedness. She really didn't conform to any of their customs, and she would just randomly break out into song. This was something that traditional society in California or in America, it was kind of unheard of. Those weren't the rules of society. But that was her. And that was how she would be until the day that she died. The diet that she had become accustomed to now that she was on the mainland included green corn, vegetables, and fresh fruit. But after growing up on an island where a diet like this was something they just didn't have, her body struggled to adjust to the new food. And after only being in California for around seven weeks, the topic of our podcast would die of dysentery. Keep in mind, it's the first half of the 1800s when all of this took place. And the death of the topic of our podcast occurring sometime in October of 1853. But it wasn't until years later that she really achieved fame and notoriety. In 1939, archaeologists discovered a a hut made out of whale bones that they attributed to the topic of our podcast. In 2012, another archaeologist claims to have discovered what he believes was her cave on the island. There are still remnants of her existence and of her tribe's existence on the island. And in 1964... Over a hundred years after her death, the movie Island of the Blue Dolphins was produced. While we may never know her Nicolino name, 
Everyone in America knew her as Juana Maria, the woman who survived almost 20 years of isolation on a deserted island. Because now you know the rest of the story. For those of you who are fans of the Derek Izzy Show and love the morbid episodes, stay tuned for next month as I will introduce you to a special guest who will be giving us some insight into one of the most downloaded podcasts that I have ever done. It will be the third installment on the Bender family. Coming March 1st, 2023, you can look forward to that. In the meantime, check out Fiverr. Independent contractor, business types, people just working, doing what you need at a reasonable cost. They can create a website for you. They can tutor your kids. They can write programs for you. Whatever you need, check out Fiverr. But you got to use that link that's in the show description because honestly, we get, we get credit for that. So not only does that help you by finding a worker who can do what you need them to do at a reasonable price, but you help support the show as well because we get a kickback. So I want to thank you in advance for using that link and tune in next month as we revisit the Bender family. And in closing, here's a little treat. I mentioned before that there was a song that Juana Maria used to sing. We're going to close the episode with that song. Good day. Yeah, I'm a man, 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 I'm a man